Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Yarusi. And I'm Jason Yarusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to the Jason Pity Project. We're super excited for today's guest, Jared Graybeal. Hey, Jared, how you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Really excited to have you on the show today, man. You're down there in Miami, living a good life right here. Some great weather, and we're super excited for you and your journey. And you are just out there reaching fitness goals, helping others achieve that. You have a self-help book out right now, outlining the six practical tools to stretch readers to a level of discomfort and allow you to stay in a constant season of growth. What really set out that, you know what, I need to put this book out there because there's people that this can help. What was it about this book that, that really got you putting your thoughts down on paper? Yeah. Um, great question, Jason. So I, you know, originally the book was a blog and, um, I have a podcast and I have a blog site and typically what I'll do is if, if I like a blog that I write, I'll record it onto my podcast, but normally those are 10 to 15 minute teachings, very practical, applicable. You can take it away on your drive to work. Um, but I kind of got in the zone on this one and ended up writing, I don't know, like an 8,000 word blog on six practical ways to never stop growing. And once I finished the blog and looked back at it and realized this is way too long for my typical MO, uh, it's far from the status quo of my blogs and my podcasts. Um, you know, what if, and I left a lot out. So I thought, what if I revisit this kind of start from scratch, use this structure and this outline and, um, invest more time into it. And what if I make this a book? And so I, I'm, I'm really not much of a, uh, I don't sit and think about much. I, I often act on what I believe to be good ideas. And so, um, I thought, you know what, this would be my first book. And I thought the practical steps in this, what was a blog, what now is a book are so easy to apply in life. Um, that it could help a lot of people if I publish it as a book versus just putting it on my blog site. And so I just kind of followed the steps. I revisited it. I finished the manuscript in a couple more months, um, pursued a, 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 a publisher. And here we are. That's awesome, man. So many of us, we have good ideas, at least to ourselves, right? When we don't act. What is it that enables you in your mind to say, I act on good ideas? Was this always who you were or was there some part where you said, you know what, I, I, I'm just sitting there waiting for something to happen. I'm going to start acting on what I believe in. Yeah, it is always who I've been. Um, so we grew up extremely underprivileged. And so it was me, my older brother and my dad for the majority of my childhood. And um, we didn't really have anything. If we wanted, you know, early on, one of the lessons my dad taught me is if I want anything other than the bare necessities, I have to get it myself. And I mean, like a nice pair of shoes, like once a year, my grandparents would take a shop and to pay less and Walmart for like one outfit and one pair of shoes, you know, mm -hmm. um, we didn't get the privilege of like fitting in. And so early on, my ambition was really just to fit in with the other kids. I didn't even fit in with the poor kids, you know, like they still had a pair of Reeboks in fifth grade and we didn't have anything. So um, early on, it was like, if I want this, I have to get it. So it wasn't waiting around. So I've never been good at waiting around. And so growing into my adult life, it was like, okay, well, I want a relative level of success and, oh, no one's going to give that to me. I need to go get it. And so as I grew in my, in my entrepreneur journey, it was like, I have this idea. And I knew early on, 
that doesn't matter what idea I have, nobody's going to give me anything. And certainly most people aren't going to help me with this. So I need to go do it. And, you know, coming from nothing, at least in terms of Western culture, um, I, I never had anything to lose. And I still kind of have that perspective. So with me, it's like, some people are like, oh, I don't want to publish a book. Who am I to write a book? And it's like, I still feel that way. I'm just going to do it anyways. Yeah. Um, and that's just how it is for me. I, I try a lot of things and I probably try harder than most people. And that's, that's really the thing is like, man, I, I'm, I'm an action guy and that makes me feel good. So really I'm looking for a, a, a good feeling and I always get that from trying. You know, it's um, that, that common notion, you're either uh, running from pain or running to pleasure, right? And so it's that point here where so many people, they, they, they ask for help, right? Instead of going out there and seeking help or going out there and pushing it. And you, you said, you know, in a part, extremely un, un, underprivileged, right? And a lot of people out there are, but they don't make a mental choice that I want to be successful. I'm going to take action on it. What is an actual step that someone who's in there today just saying, you know, I feel like I don't have anything and, and uh, no one's here to help me. How, how can they pivot their minds to, to change the mentality to saying it doesn't matter it, because I'm going to find success by taking action? Yeah, um, it's so basic and it's so simple, but goal setting. Yeah. Um, and I go into this in the book, but you know, a lot of people set what they believe to be goals, but it's not actually truly a goal unless you've got a plan and you act on that plan. Otherwise, it's just a dream or a thought, right? If you haven't put into play uh, the steps towards reaching a goal, then it's not actually a goal. If you look at the definition, that's basically how it's defined. And so the problem with, with most people is that, um, one, we either don't set goals, but two, when we do, we suck at it. Um, somebody might say, I want to be a movie star. And it's like, okay, um, have you ever acted before did you take any drama classes no then you might not start there your goal should be i'm gonna sign up for drama class you know what i mean like yeah long term this big hairy audacious goal might be to be a movie star just like it might be to be a billionaire but you shouldn't really set your sights on being a billionaire if you still got student debt um so you got to set you know smart goals which i outline in the book and you can find anywhere online specific right so it has to be a specific goal so instead of like I'm going to um, be more present. What does that mean? Right? Like, um, you know, okay. Are you going to spend 10 minutes a day meditating? That's specific, yeah. uh, measurable again, back to the 10 minutes, right? Instead of just quote unquote being present, you can't look back on your week and say, man, I was really present this week. Like there's no way to define that. Um, so you did or didn't meditate for 10 minutes attainable, right? Is it real? Is it attainable? And then relevant, is it something that you want to do or just something that you want to do because your friends are doing it or your family's making you do it, right? Is it relevant to your, to your life, to your, to your interests? Um, and then is it time-based? When will you accomplish this goal? It doesn't have to be today. Is it this week? Is it this year? You know, you might want to lose 100 pounds in the next two years, right? But it has to be time-based. So specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. Um, and then you do it, right? You take the first step, whatever that looks like. You know, you, you think about it from a point of goals and, and that's where you, I think there's some part of like 90 or 92% of uh, New Year's resolutions fail, right? Because they're not smart, they're not targeted, they're not measurable, right? And in, in life, 
what, what measured and tracked gets achieved, right? Because we put out a lofty goal, our minds aren't ready to it because it's like, I want to climb Mount Everest, right? And you're like, well, it's too scary, even though it could be awesome. But I, but all I can think about is like how scary it would be just to get to the top. But if I think about like that first step, like maybe I just have to find good boots and maybe a tour guide, right? And that could be like a targeted step. And like, at least it starts to like create wins in your day or, or like wins in your mind. And we, we forget in life because we focus on so much of the negativity, right? That, that we forget that it, we, we have to accumulate wins and it could be so small, right? We've heard the story of, um, you know, the general just making this bet every day because that's like creating a successful win in the state. How have you used this to build successful companies like Superfit Foods? What, what was it in your intentional action-taking smart goal settings that, that built a company like Superfit Foods? Again, I mean, it's for me, it was like um, when we first started the company, I, in the back of my mind, it's like, yeah, of course, I want to build this big, great, successful company. But it was just like, let's get 10 clients. Um, I wonder if we can get 25 clients, right? And then once we get that, it's like, let's get 50 clients. Um, let's, you know, once we've got 50 clients, it's like, maybe let's go from eight to 10 menu items. Let's go from 10 to 12 menu items. Let's okay, now we've got 12 menu items. Let's come out with breakfast. Right. It was baby steps along the way. Um, and then once I developed a relative level of business acumen and some confidence in running that company, um, it, then it was like, okay, we did 500 grand our first year. We did pretty well. Let's do a million the second year. Um, and let's t leverage this momentum. Um, let's find a head chef, right? And so like, it's, I didn't, start the business with like this know all mentality of like year one, we're going to do X year two, we're going to do Y by year five, we're going to have multi-million dollar revenue and 30 locations. Um, now that is good if you're developing a business plan, but I didn't get my mind wrapped around year three, four or five, because it was like, what do we need to do in the day to day to run a, an exceptional company? Um, and that was it. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a five year day one guy. Right. So I'm like, I can think about five years from now, but then my main focus is like, all right, that's cool. But I don't get focused on that because it's like, what do I need to do today? And I think a lot of people get caught up in this long, because it's, it's cool to live that far in the future because you're not held accountable to your daily actions. Um, and so for me, I'm like, okay, that's really, really cool. Five years from now, that's kind of what I want, but I'm willing to change all that based off the next one year what do I need to do today? And I just yeah. get grounded on the daily activities required to accomplish these, these big goals. Yeah. You can dream, you can visualize, but you have to do right. And then it's, yeah. it's well said, right? Five years. It's easy, right? It's easy to say, yeah, I want to be this, but then you, you can lose track of that each and every day as you get five years ahead, because you're not really focusing on what needs to be done here and now. And it, with companies, right. They, they can be unforgiving just to start, right. Because it's like, there, there's no, trajectory is no like there's no like fit like oh here's a game plan for starting a company just do this right and you will have a successful company right because everybody would just have that you just say okay you know like even parenting right but probably got a little guy screaming out there that you can hear one of three and and you know if there was that this is how you parent everybody would be the magical parent right but a lot of it is just you know trial and error what was it like getting that first client because yeah, ultimately you know you get get to 10 right and those first 10 are probably harder than the first 200 right because because they're ultimately taking a chance on, on you, right? On you and your story more than they are on the product. What was it like getting that first client? Yeah, I think, you know, honestly, that experience was different for me than most people. Getting the first 10 clients was like that, um, but I was set up for it. So, you know, prior to starting Superfit Foods, Kyle, back up a little bit. I had been in the fitness industry for my whole adult life, and which was seven, eight years at this point. I had left 
uh, LA Fitness, which I was a GM at for a couple of years, to go back to Lakeland, which is where I'm from, Lakeland, Florida, yep. to start a small gym and like a training gym. I wanted to franchise this model out. I had a, an investor lined up. And the, the weekend that I moved back to Lakeland, which was about two days prior to starting construction on this unit, um, the investor called me and backed out. <laughs> so I had to basically ex my whole plans. I had this 12-page business model, uh, business plan. And so I started training one-on-one at a local Gold's gym, basically started from scratch. Now, when it comes to fitness stuff, I can sell anything. I'm a great salesperson in general, but if I believe in the product or the service, I'm, I'm an exceptional salesperson. So within a month, I was fully booked as a trainer. And that's when I met my 2B partner, um, which was to be my non-partner uh, later on down the road. But, um, and he inspired the idea for starting a meal prep company. And I took that and, and created Superfit Foods. And so in doing that, when he presented like, I don't want to say presented the idea, whenever he just kind of, we were getting coffee and he's like, what about a meal prep company? And I thought, yeah, I mean, I can sell that. I've got 40 training clients that see me every week. Um, I'm sure ha- half of them would probably sign up. And that was the inspiration was like most of them, I gave them these diet plans or, you know, in Florida, we call them diet recommendations. Um, and they were like, Jared, if you just cook this for me, I'd eat it. And then when the thought crossed my mind for a meal prep company, I was like, well, I've already got people that'll sign up. And so within a week, we had 10 clients. Within another couple of weeks, we had 20, 25. So the early stages was very um, confidence boosting. It was very encouraging. And that developed a lot of momentum in me because, you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, they get this great idea and maybe they build a, a solid action plan and then they act on it and you get one client for the first week and then two clients the second week and then three clients the third week. And you're like, this really didn't go the way that I thought. Um, that wasn't what it was like for us. We hit the ground running and more or less our problems were the growing pains associated with that. Yeah. You know, what, what, what stands out to me that in, in my mind is lots of companies are made by an idea, but ha- don't have the basis built yet because it's a, it's a trial and error where you, you did what a lot of successful people in business do is you built one stream where you had um, a steady flow of people who believed in you and then built something that could help them get further, right? Because people can show up to you, get the training they need, get, get the fitness they need, get on their goals, but then, you know, maybe they're coming twice a week. And then for the other hundred and, uh, you know, 64 hours or 66 hours a week on their own. Right. And so if you can now say, listen, eating doesn't have to be hard. Let me help you along that journey. But they already know that you're there working with them each and every week to get them on their goals. When they see you now, they're going to say, okay, I believe in Jared, I believe what he does. So let's see how else he can help me, right? And so you're helping them further to the goals. And when you can stack like that, you walk into a path of progress where you say, okay, cool. You know, this is one after the other there. Yeah, and I think uh, I think a lot of luck takes place in, in the world of entrepreneurs. Um, but luck is a product of hard work. And so yep. like this speaks to, I would say young or really any entrepreneurs that are in a stage of life where like, maybe this isn't what you want to be doing. Um, I loved training, but I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do long-term, but it doesn't matter. I showed up every day with a hundred percent as a trainer. <clears throat> and then when the idea for Superfit foods presented itself, people were lining up to sign up because I had given training my everything. Um, so it's like, no matter what you want to do in the future, you've got to do your best now because people are still watching. And so if you start something in the future and everyone's like, well, he didn't really give that last thing is all. And you're like, well, I didn't really love that thing. That doesn't matter to consumers, you know? Um, 
so I think I lucked out in, in getting early stage, uh, we'll just say um, adoption or uh, whatever of the business model because people were like, well, Jared crushed the last thing. Why wouldn't he crush this thing? Yeah. And, and I would say, you know, it's not lucky at all, right? Because so many people, everybody gets a chance of luck. It just most aren't to, in a position to be ready for it, right? I hate my job. I'm not going to show up for it. And then a person comes in and would have a great opportunity, but sees you just, you know, sandbagging everything you're doing in, in the current job. Instead of saying, okay, this isn't where I want to be, but I have to show up here to set the way of where I'm going to be when I get to that next opportunity, right? And so you use that, you say, I'm going to show up here, right? And you love what you do. So it's even, it's even better, right? But you, you're showing up for that point and saying, okay, so people understand right it's it's how you show up and that, that's how you're going to be and sometimes you know in our world um we buy apartment buildings and and for people who've never bought an apartment building before they say well well how can i have um you know build relationship with investors or other people well it's certain that you have to have a track record of showing up and what else you could you were doing it could be you know having a dog walking business or or working um you know in uh, a white collar job or you know you name it right it could be in any of those capacities but it has to be how have you showed up in the past because that's going to be what you are today. And so luck, of course, plays a picture, right? But it shows up. You have to be ready when those opportunities come because they will come. Everybody everybody has a chance. We're just, most of us, and I, you know, in my earlier days, I've missed out on what deemed, you know, maybe, you know, I could say I was unlucky. No, I was, I was lucky. I just wasn't ready for it, right? I wasn't, I wasn't ready at that time. And, you know, name it, mentally, physically, emotionally, I just wasn't ready. So I missed the opportunity. Unlucky? No. I wasn't prepared when the opportunity shows up. And when you look at your day and say, this is me setting a circumstance for going forward. This is me for preparing for what's next. That's what you get to, to now build one company into more companies and continue to grow. So yeah, where do you go from here? Where do I go from here? Um, well, you know, the, the goal is obviously to continue to reach more people with super fit foods. I mean, I believe that we have a an incredibly unique product. We are the only fully customizable subscription-based meal prep company in the nation that I'm aware of. Um, and so we want to expand that reach. We want to help uh, empower others to live happier, healthier lives. We want to fulfill our mission on a, on a larger scale each year, um, every day. You know, We want to improve our products and our services, but we want to reach more people at the same time. Um, Can someone get super fit foods uh, in every state or targeted towards Florida or, or how, how far is the reach? Yeah, we're primarily based out of Northeast Florida, but we ship nationwide. Awesome. Um, so it is available everywhere else. And of course, uh, with the book, which is like just another arm or leg of my legacy, um, I'd, my personal mission is to encourage, educate, and empower others to live happier, healthier lives. And so everything I do is really driven by its ability to practically empower people to go on. Like I want to lead people to water, but I want to teach them how to drink it and then teach them how to reverse osmosis it to give it to other people and whatever, you know, whatever analogy you want to follow there. But, um, so I'm sure that I'll spend some time this year writing another book, um, take some of the feedback from the original one and, and, and leverage that to, to maybe write a different, but better one. I mean, who knows, right. But, um, I'm in a lifelong pursuit of self growth in the hopes that it helps other people do the same. Yeah. That's, that's how I personally want to glorify God. So my future is, is wide. And, um, but, uh, specifically those are the few things that I know that I'll be working on. 
That's fantastic, man. Jared, love the story. Love what you're doing. Love where you're going, man. For everyone who wants to find you, of course, Superfit Foods, you can go find his TEDx talk on nutrition and mental health. Uh, of course, get the book uh, right here, the self-help book, Outline Six Practical Tools to Stretch Readers to the Level of Discomfort and Allow You to Stay in a Constant Season of Growth. Anywhere else they, they should find you or where's the best way to connect with you and what you're doing? I'm most active on Instagram, um, at Jared, A-X-L Grabiel. And uh, my personal website's easy to find some information on me, jaredgrabiel.com. Awesome. On the other. Jared, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. It's a great story. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. All right. And everyone listening, you heard it. You are somewhere today, but it doesn't have to be where you end up. Go out there, set smart goals, take action, do what you deserve to be doing. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi-million dollar deal in just a few days? We're breaking down our entire process step-by-step step at a three-day event happening June 10th through the 12th called, you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.